הרני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שלנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר קידוש ומשל בארצמה. ובפחד רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו נמנחה נובע מכל חוכמה רבנו נחמן ונפגי בצמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן אומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. So ברוך השם. Today we start a new סימן לצליחות הר"ן. Section 51. I think one of the most beautiful sections of סליחות הר"ן. One of my favorite ones. It has so many different principles in here. We're going to do it in two parts I believe. בסרט השם. God's help. In the merit of Rabenu, um, things that I recommend you pay very close attention because he's going to discuss everything. All the secrets to a good life, all the secrets to a life of faith, of health, of, of goodness, of attachment to God. Honestly, piece of advice that not even the, the, not even the, the best advisor, no one can give you. It's something tremendous. Rabenu had an understanding of every single soul, every individual, the entire world in a way that nobody understood. We're going to see from these words the encouragement that he gives us, the advice that he gives us, the warnings that he gives us. We're going to split this into two parts and we're going to talk about a ton of different subjects. But take each thing in its own right and study it properly, review it, because this is, this is something special. Simanu Nalith. העולם הזה אינו כלום. This world is worthless. It's nothing at all. It's like כהרף עין. It's like it passes like the eye. It's like in the blink of an eye. רבנו is saying this world is worthless. רק למשוך אל התכלית הנצחי. The main thing of this world is only to draw oneself close to his eternal purpose. ואין להסתכל אם יהיה לו מעות עם לאו. And a person should not try to pay attention too much. Should not try to focus too much if he has money or not. Rabbeinu is saying this specifically because the main desire, one of the main desires of today, um, the most sophisticated one of all, is this idea of, uh, of money. Running after money. Because of course one needs money to survive. It's something necessary. And it's a very uh, sophisticated subject considering all the details that go into it. Business, a person has to go earn a living. When is the limit? This, that. Rabbeinu is saying, do not worry if you have money or not. Because with or without it, your life can be in vain. <laughs> Regardless of whether you have money or not. Rabbeinu explains this world leads us, misleads us completely. It misleads us in confusion. It tries to show a person. It tries to, it tries to maybe pretend to a person. It, it gives off the impression to a person that this person is gaining and he's profiting from this world every single time that he gets money or whatever it might be. But in the end, he has nothing left. Meaning even if you might have money in your bank account, that brings you absolutely no purpose still. Unless you really use it for Ketusha, which we're going to talk about at the end of this paragraph or in the end of the, uh, or in this podcast. As we see empirically with so many people that they constantly engage and they work days and years in merchandise, in business, whatever it might be. And in the end, when they begin to do their calculations, they have nothing left in their hands. Where does that money go? Sorry, and even if a person attains money in the end, 
that money is still taken away from him, or he's taken away from that money. And the main thing is this, the man and money cannot remain together. They can never endure together. Meaning a man cannot endure with his money. It's either that the money is taken away from a person or the man is taken away from the money. Never do you see a man remains with his money. Like we mentioned above. What that means is essentially when you go to the grave you have nothing left. What's it worth at the end? Rabbanu also begins to put focus on this idea. That what? Where did all the money that has been accumulated since the beginning of time go? Where did all that money go? Where are all the riches since the beginning of time go? Because since the beginning of time, everybody's been making a lot of money constantly. But where has that money gone? We see that the money is worthless. We have nothing left. And yet we're putting all our focus and trying to earn a living. Trying, earn a living is one thing, but trying to gain profit and money and wealth. That stuff is worthless. And it's the Ta'avat Mamon that drags a person into this Abu Dazara, which is the gods of gold and silver, this god of money which Rabbanu describes in Lesson 23, which is the aspect of death, the aspect of depression, the aspect of gloom and darkness. The dark face is the Sitra Achra himself, the face of the evil side. Now Rabbanu discusses serving God. And with regard to serving Hashem, Godly devotion. I don't know anyone who's able to say that he serves God according to God's greatness. According to his great level. I don't know anyone who's able to say that fitting with God's level, he serves him. That commensurate with God's level, that he serves him. Even one who knows just the slightest amount of God's greatness, the slightest. I don't know how this man can say that he can serve Hashem Ibarach. If a person knows God to the slightest degree, to the smallest amount, to the smallest trace of God's greatness, he can never say that he served Hashem Ibarach properly. Rabbeinu explains in Likutei Moran, he has a small lesson, that one who truly experiences just a hitnotitzut, a glimmer of Hashem's greatness, just a glimmer of Hashem's greatness, not only would he be ashamed if he committed a sin to the point where he wanted to die, but if that man experiences a glimmer of Hashem's greatness, a shining light, just the smallest trace of God's light, he would be so ashamed by the fact that he completed a mitzvah, not with the ultimate um, proper intention, that even though he completed a mitzvah, that he didn't do it with the greatest intentions, this man would want to expire just from the sheer embarrassment um, by the fact that he, did not, that he did not perform the mitzvah with the greatest intentions. With the, uh, with the highest possible intention that he could have done it with. That's what Rabban was saying. That if you were to experience just the glimmer of Hashem's greatness, you would realize that you cannot even serve Hashem, even the greatest mitzvah, the way that you want to do it. The way with the greatest intentions. The way that God wants you to do it. You would feel ashamed even by performing the mitzvah in itself. So Rabban was saying, one who knows a little bit of Hashem's greatness, cannot say that he served Hashem properly. Not a single angel, 
not a single saraf. He cannot take pride in the fact that he's able to serve Hashem properly. The main thing Rabbanu explains is the will of a person, is the desire of a person, is the longing of a person. The main thing is that a person's will should be strong and potent, constantly strong and very, very, very takif. Uh, um... Um, almost impregnable. It's like, it's ultimately, ultimately strong. That it should constantly be strong. That your will should constantly be uh, powerful to desire, to draw close to Hashem. And even though everybody desires and wants to serve Hashem, nonetheless, we cannot, uh, we cannot say that all desires are equal. Each and every person's desire is different. The more you draw close to Hashem, the more you study the Torah, the more you pray, the more your desire grows stronger and stronger. The closer is one to God, the more he engages in godly service, the stronger his ratzon is. You cannot compare the ratzon of a tzaddik to the ratzon of a rasha, even though they both want to serve Hashem. There's many variables with regard to ratzon, with regard to willpower. Even within a single person in himself, at any single given moment, at any single time, there are many differences, great differences with regard to his ratzonot. A person's ratzon can be much stronger when he's in a place of brokenheartedness than when he's in a place of depression, or God forbid, God forbid, or when he's in a place of happiness that's even different. There's always changing. The main idea, that the fundamental thing is the ratzon, is the desire, and the kisufin, the longings, the yearnings. You should constantly yearn after God. And while you're learning, while you're yearning, you should pray and you should learn and you should study the Torah. And you should perform the mitzvot. Meaning while you're yearning, perform all these acts. And the truth is, genuinely you want to know the truth. According to God's greatness, His infinite greatness, all these acts of service that we do, the mitzvot, let's say we give charity, whether we study Torah, whether we pray, all these acts of service aren't really worth anything at all. Because God is infinite. So even the smallest act that we do, what's it really worth in the act of God's greatness? Everything is as if to say it's in the aspect of like a ke'ilu, as if. It's in the aspect of a performance. It's like all a joke, it's a laugh. Everything that we do is like a laugh in the corresponding to God's greatness. Not to say that God does not take pleasure in it, God forbid. We have to really believe that every single thing that we do, God takes pleasure in, and that's God's greatness. That the fact that He lowers Himself so low to the point where He can take pleasure from the, even the smallest acts of us. But in truth, God is so great that what are we worth in comparison to Hashem? But deep down, we have to know that yes, our acts are worth something. Even though they're as small as they are. But the truth is, they are very small. Um, as they say, as they say, like this idea, it's like almost like a, it's like a performance. And this is a new subject Rabbanu mentions here. Such an important piece. Wisdom, sophistications, they're worth nothing. The main thing is only simplicity and it's only wholesomeness. 
And this is something, I think it's the only time I've, uh, maybe one or two times where I've seen this. See, Chotaran, maybe in Nikutam or in Lesson 19, they might mention this. Or 44, I forget. But what Rabbanu says, Gambit Mimut, in the aspect of Tmimut, of being wholesome and simple, Asur liot shote. Rabbanu is saying, do not be fooled into thinking that, mean, that this means being naive and stupid. Rabbanu is saying, it's foolish to be stupid. It, sorry, it's forbidden to be foolish. It's forbidden to be stupid. Asur liot shote. A person is prohibited from being stupid. Wholesomeness and stupidity are two opposites. They're not the same thing. Aval afal pichen. But nonetheless, but sophistications one does not have, need to have at all. It's brought down in another uh, lesson. Lesson 19 of Likud Moran, volume 2, and lesson 44 of Likud Moran, volume 2 as well. Discuss these ideas. Rabban was saying that what? The main thing is to be simple, but it does not mean to be stupid. And this is an underline this one, because this is one that is huge. Rabban was saying, it's not good to be old. It's not good. It's forbidden to be old. Whether you're an old chassid, an old pious one, or whether you're an old tzaddik. Rabban was saying, it's forbidden to be either an old tzaddik or an old chassid. Even if you're a chassid or tzaddik, it's forbidden to be old. To be old is not good. Because a person only needs to be renewing himself every single day. To begin anew all the time. There's only one thing that improves with age. As only one thing that improves as it gets older. And what is that? It's the pig. And obviously the pig is not kasher. has nothing to do with us. has nothing to do with the Jew. So what? A person should never be old. He should always be brand new. As we discussed in the last podcast, what Rabbeinu said when he came back from his journey in Lemberg, his journey to Lemberg, what did he say? I am now like a suckling. Sorry, like a baby suckling at its mother. A brand new. Rabbeinu was always renewing himself. And Rabbeinu said, this is my chidush. That like, like the Mashiach, I'm constantly renewing myself. Every single day when I wake up, I start again, over and over. And many times a day. Rabbeinu said, we have to start anew and it's forbidden to be old. Fanaticism is also not necessary. This is huge. Underline this a thousand times. Put an asterisk by this. A person does not need to be a fanatic when it comes to Torah. This is huge. He does not need to be stringent. He does not need to be a fanatic. Even though that by me it's not called fanaticism because the person who wants to serve Hashem only is not called fanatic in my eyes because he really understands the true purpose. But nonetheless, Rabbeinu is saying, on the contrary, Rabbeinu is saying it's actually on the contrary with regards to the person who is the opposite of this. When he runs after these worldly desires and he's far from serving Hashem, this is the one who is truly a fanatic. Why? Because he's a fanatic for this world. Because it's not even truth. So what is a fanatic? A person who falls into his folly like craziness. That's a person who runs after this world, all the desires of this world, the clothing, the money, the honor, the woman, the this, the that, God forbid. That's a fanatic. Rabban was saying, in my eyes, a person who wants to serve Hashem constantly is not a fanatic. But even if you want to say, however, Nonetheless, even if the world wants to call this man who wants to serve God 
his entire life a fanatic. Meaning one who gives up his from engaging in this world, from everything in this world. He gives up everything of this world and he engages only in serving Hashem. Even if the world says that this man who serves Hashem only is a fanatic. That with regard to the world, this is what you call fanaticism. saying, Even if you want to agree with the world, even if you want to say that the world even if you want to say, okay, the world might be right. That what? A person who gives up this world to serve Hashem only is a fanatic. That fanaticism that the world considers fanaticism isn't necessary too. Meaning even to give up everything just for Hashem Barach, To give up everything. To give up this entire world. Not to run after money. Not to go, not to go earn a living. To give up this world. Whether it's to buy a, a nice piece of jewelry, this, that. Whatever it might be. Rabbeinu is saying that too is not necessary. And this is the key piece. Maybe this entire book, maybe this of what Rabban was saying, is one of the most important things Rabban ever said. A person can be a truly upright man even without fanaticism. And this is something huge. People forget this. And I, I'm saying myself, everybody at some level, when they want to come close to Hashem, they want to leave everything behind. They want to run only in Hashem's arms and forget this world. But Hashem Itbach wants us to serve Him from the reality of this world, from the craziness of this world. And there's a beautiful parable Rabbeinu told, a beautiful story that's printed at the end of Sipur Masyot, a parable that Rabbeinu explained about the story of Tainted Green. There was once a person walking in a cemetery and he saw two souls speaking to each other one night, discussing how that year there would be a rain and the rain would create a crop. That that crop would... Uh, have a poison, like an, almost like something inside that crop that everyone who would eat it that year would become crazy. And this person overheard these two dead souls speaking about this. And he told his friend, he said, look, I don't know, I heard this, these souls speaking about it. And this year, I know that this crop, this grain, when everybody's going to eat it, they're going to become nuts. So what this man say? What the friends decide? That what? If we don't eat from the crop and the entire world eats from the crop, what? <laughs> what will happen? Then we're going to be the ones crazy because the entire world is actually nuts and we're not nuts. But because they're the majority, we're going to be the ones that are crazy. Because in the eyes of the world, we're going to be nuts. But if we eat from the crop, then we too will be crazy and we'll forget that we, were even, that we even remember this idea. That this idea even existed that there was once normalcy. So what did the friends come to the conclusion of? Rabbanu teaches us in this amazing parable that is so deep. What did the friends decide to do? They put a mark on their foreheads. So that what? When they would look at each other in the face, they would remember that they were once normal. But they would eat from the crop. They decided to eat from the crop, but they put a mark on their foreheads to remember that every single time they looked in the mirror, they looked at each other. They would remember that they were crazy. Rabbanu is saying, you do not need to be normal. There was, Rabbi Nathan said of Rabbeinu, there, on, there was only one person I ever knew that was normal, and that was Rabbeinu himself. Rabbeinu was the only normal one, but Rabbeinu had to engage in this world. And Rabbeinu explains that to engage in this world, you want to be normal, you want to be a tzaddik, you want to be upright. I get it, Rabbeinu is telling you. But he's saying the main thing is what? To eat from the crop. To engage in this world. But yet to remember that you're crazy. That's the main thing. To have the consciousness, to know that you're not. That's what Rabbeinu is saying is the main thing. It's not to be separate from the world. 
If you want to be separate from the world, why does Hashem need you? He, that, that's for the angels. The main thing is to engage in this world and to know this world and to engage in this crazy world. You're going to become crazy yourself. But the main thing is to know that you're crazy. And you can take whatever you want with that piece of advice because that's something that they admit. Every person needs to hear, especially when they want to draw close to Hashem and they have tremendous yearning for Hashem. This is such an important piece to understand. God willing, may we live by it. And that's it for today. We'll continue in the next podcast with the words, Etze Tikablu. Zat Hashem.